We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, we have been exploring what it means that our freedoms were given scant attention during the parliamentary marriage debate in December. We've been talking broadly to various leaders in the debate, and most are not optimistic that there will be any significant protection for religious freedom. However, the fact that there is a review being undertaken into religious freedom does provide a small glimmer of hope. Damien Wilde is the CEO of Marriage Alliance. He's in Adelaide today and joining us for a bit of an update. Hello, Damien. Welcome along to 2020. G'day, Neil. Thanks for having me. Damien, always good to talk and get a bit of an update on the things as you see them. Of course, there's a waiting period now while the review is underway, and for a lot of people it's like a little bit of impatience setting in, and for others a little bit of concern that maybe uh, nothing will come of this anyway. What's your overall impression of the review? Oh, it's funny, Neil, when you were talking about one of your upcoming segments being funny, weird and disturbing. I thought you could equally have been talking about this review. Um, Look, it... As, as you said, um, we we are right to be level-headed about it. Um, you know, I think there are people who are uh, perhaps rightly cynical about these sorts of inquiries, to be frank. We've had inquiries in the past into uh, freedom of religion and belief. But that having been said, this was something that was promised to us during the marriage debate last year. Um, in a sense, it is still almost the final chapter of that, that debate that extended all through 2017. And, you know, it's really incumbent on us to try and make the best of, of what we can. Damien, you're encouraging people to have realistic expectations of what the outcomes might be. And uh, while we talk about a little bit of pessimism or a lack of optimism, maybe they are the same thing, maybe one's a little softer (laughs) than the other. Uh, What about realistic expectations? When you're encouraging Christian believers that uh, we have either lost our religious freedom or are on the verge of seeing that really enacted as having having lost it, uh, what do you say about realistic expectations? Um, well, certainly that there are, you know, there are people out there batting for them. I mean, we certainly have, um, you know, like-minded um, parliamentarians who I know are very, very keen to revisit the issue. The can was kicked down the road last year. We were told that trying to amend Dean Smith's marriage bill would be too hard. Um, we were obfuscating the issue. So I think there is still some goodwill there that this was an issue that was deferred uh, and it's time to revisit it now and, and make good on the promises namely that our rights and freedoms wouldn't be impinged upon. Uh, furthermore, by way of encouragement, and again, this is a sort of dual, um, you know, this is a flip side of it, as you were sort of indicating before, you know, whether to be optimistic or, or, or not, our opponents are out there very busy at the moment seeking to wind back our freedoms even further. Um, in fact, I've got some quotes here, Neil, if you want me to go into them now, sure. from the Equality Campaign, um, who were the, the proponents of the Yes case last year, you know, your listeners would probably be fascinated in the fact that they think the Marriage Act, as it currently stands, as amended last year, is a fair balance and should not be revisited, quote-unquote. Some of the things they're saying in their submission, is they're downright concerning. For example, the panel should not accept recommendations that would require schools to notify parents of content regarding non-traditional marriage. In other words, they want to remove parental notification and consent over programs like Safe Schools. Uh, there's a real red light there, isn't there? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm surprised that more hasn't been made of this. Well, in the mainstream media, it would appear that there's sort of, uh, you know, that's uh, that's done and dusted now, the legislation's through. So no one's necessarily talking about freedoms in the way that we are. And uh, and that's a, a worrying thing because the mainstream media, of course, has huge reach. Uh, we have a, a reach around the nation. And uh, a lot of people listening to our conversation now will be inspired by the number of people who are listening, but it's not reaching the whole nation and, and necessarily contributing to the overall debate. So there, there needs to somehow rather be some sort of a breakthrough, doesn't there, in the mainstream media talking about these as important issues and religious freedom being that one. Well, absolutely. Plus as well, the fact that these groups talking about things like sex education um, should surely, you know, put paid to the myth, dead, buried and cremated, to quote um, a former, uh, to quote a former prime minister, I think, the, the myth that there is no connection between changing the marriage act and all the consequences that would flow from it. We're now seeing it clear as day right before our eyes. So we know that the pendulum has swung and it's swung way too far and it's time for us to do something about it. Um, I'm comforted by the fact that there were 16,500 submissions. That was a, a cracking start. Um, you know, we, we don't know what they all say. Um, some people have asked me how many are for and against. Well, obviously, we have no idea at this point. And it's not always so clear cut. Um, you know, there are different shades of grey in terms of what people say we should do with our laws. Um, but I'd, I'd be comforted by the fact that there were just such a huge number of churches and groups like, like Marriage Alliance as well who were encouraging people to, to put in their two bobs worth. And I think we've seen the results. Uh, let's talk about that 16,500 submissions. Uh, is that a lot of submissions? Is that a typical number? Is it a healthy number? Is it short of what your expectation might have been? I mean, the more the merrier. We were talking about the quality of submissions, but also the quantity as being important in the lead-up mm. to the submission date. Uh, are you sort of happy with the idea that there were 16,500 submissions? As you can say, uh, you're not sure how many were on each side, but uh, is that a healthy number? Number? Oh, definitely. You know, um, some of the more obscure inquiries might be lucky if they get a couple of hundred. So to have that number, it's not a record by any stretch of the imagination, but it's pretty good. Um, you mentioned also the question of quality versus quantity. I think we'll have seen both in this inquiry because there were a lot of, um, you know, denominational leaders, organisations like Marriage Alliance, uh, the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, and others who really produced some very thorough. Um, outlines of the situation, the problems, and, and how to address it, um, made up just by the sheer number of, of people of goodwill who, you know, um, as I said before, had their two bobs worth as well. Uh, let's talk about your opportunity to speak to the inquiry. That was just recent, wasn't it? And uh, I imagine there's um, a lineup of people. Well, no, Neil, just to clarify, that was actually uh, a casual chat on my part. All right, okay, <laughs> right. So, no, it was good actually to get uh, the sort of feedback we did on that occasion, including the 16,500 number. Um, the, the panel are being um, quite open, I think, in the way that they are trying to get as much feedback as possible. Um, so I actually had the, the opportunity to interact with them at another uh, occasion. The hearing this Friday is actually a much more formal setting, um, where I'll be appearing alongside a, a number of other um, leaders, including uh, Archbishop Anthony Fisher, who's been in the news over the last day or two, um, talking about his impending appearance. 
Okay, all right. Well, we'll look forward to hearing an update on how that goes this Friday. Uh, let me just come back to some of these consequences. You know, we're talking about the Safe Schools Program and uh, parents' rights, all of those sorts of things, things that were uh, given to the Australian public as an alert during the marriage debate. Now, the consequences of those, which are, as you say, there are activists working on those right now, trying to implement all of those things, uh, while typical Aussies may well be thinking that, well, that didn't mean anything. Well, those things are happening. Those consequences not about to go away anytime soon, Damien. And this would be... Uh, would it not a, a bit of a prod for Christian believers right around Australia to say how can they be supportive of those activities that might combat those consequences coming to light? What are your what's your encouragement for for Christians to uh, to not believe that somehow or other all this is in the past, but there's a big battle coming through the year ahead? Oh, it's it's the uh, the stone in the pond and the ripples. You know, <laughs> that's the effect we're seeing here at the moment that ripple effect is going to go on for a long, long time. Um, you know, you can't make such a, a fundamental societal change without there being considerable effects. Um, education is, is one such one that we've talked about already. Uh, referring back to our friends at the Equality uh, Campaign and their submission, they also refer to uh, faith-based charities, for example, and the need, according to them, to not uh, strengthen protections for their charitable status. Now, this is going to impact markedly, uh, if we don't do something about it, on the work of churches uh, and church charitable organisations. And there's, again, a flow-on effect for you know, the people out there in our community who would be disadvantaged by that, the people of the coalface, the, the needy in our community. So there is just so much to be done. Um, the idea that somehow we lost the battle uh, last year, which we did, we, we lost a major battle. But the idea that somehow we can, you know, take a bat and ball and go home. It's just, it's unthinkable. There is something that was positive that came out of losing the marriage debate last year, and that is that it has certainly galvanised a lot of Christians mm. uh, to be more active in their community, more active in the way that they want to protect the future for their children and their grandchildren. Uh, I know that uh, there was obviously a significant number of people who were supporting the marriage alliance in the lead up to uh, the marriage debate and during and right up until the vote. Um, has things have things sort of fallen away a little bit from there, or would you be hopeful that there'll be a, a new impetus that'll come as things continue to hot up this year uh, for people to support uh, not only organisations like Marriage Alliance but others who are doing good work to to fight this good fight? Hmm. I think the challenge for MA is much like the challenge um, everybody's facing um, after the, you know, the defeat last year in the changing of the Marriage Act, namely um, you know, not allowing ourselves to despair or become demoralised, but to you know, sort of realise that we need to redouble our efforts. Um, I've been really buoyed by the fact that people... Um, you know, who became active during that campaign, many of whom who'd never um, encountered any sort of, dare I use the word, activism before, um, are now um, wedded to the idea they can see that they can make a difference, and that's really encouraging. You know, so whether they maintain um, you know, involvement in, in advocacy organisations like my own, um, I, I know many people have become active in the party political world, which is something to be encouraged. We need good people... Uh, you know, across all parties and all walks of life. Um, and even right down to the level of just 
taking more notice of what happens in their children's and their grandchildren's schools because we can't take it for granted anymore that, um, you know, the system knows best. Um, there really is an impetus on us to be much more proactive, I think. Well, Damien, certainly good getting an update from you. And, of course, as I've been mentioning over the past couple of weeks, there is the Church and State Summit that's coming up in Brisbane. I'm not sure that you're a part of that, Damien. Have you been invited to be a part of that Church and State Summit that's on in Brisbane this weekend? No, I'm not on the speaker's list, but I I certainly do know about it, and it looks like a fantastic event. And uh, encouragement to listeners, because a lot of these sorts of issues will undoubtedly be discussed in detail at the Church and State Summit. Damien Wilde, CEO of Marriage Alliance, and uh, you can be a part of support for Marriage Alliance and their good work when it comes to the advocacy that they have, uh, when it comes to these sorts of freedoms, these issues that are going to be huge debate questions through this year, and legislation will be discussed and the future will be dependent on how that legislation outcome eventuates. Let me point people to the website marriagealliance.com.au. That's marriagealliance.com.au. Damien Wild, thanks so much for giving us your thoughts and this update today here on 2020. Always a pleasure, Neil. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.